Thanks, Hannah. Well, if ever there was a time when we needed the message of Easter, then Easter 2021 is just that time. Emerging from another period of lockdown with 2.8 million people across the world having now died from COVID, we need to know that there is hope. As a culture and as a society, we were struggling for hope before, but the last 12 months has at different times for different people been really tough. So much grief, so much sadness, so many losses, not just of people, but conversations, meetings, reunions, celebrations, weddings, birthdays, opportunities to travel, to go on holiday, to eat together, to hug, to sing, to go out for a meal or a drink, to see friends or family members, simply to be together. For me, the worst time came last May and June, after what a friend calls the fun lockdown, that was lockdown number one. I slumped on two days in particular. Life and work merged into a fog of unknowing. I couldn't lead myself, never mind lead a church. But for many people I know, the lockdown from January has felt the hardest. Homeschooling, winter weather, lots of time indoors. Life has seemed pretty bleak. Lots of people's levels of resilience have dropped. Work has become dull and life just hard work. Emotionally, psychologically and spiritually, we need the message of hope that Easter brings. This week I started reading Tim Keller's latest book, Hope in Times of Fear, written against the backdrop of the global pandemic. And as he himself was wrestling with a diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, Keller points out how hope less many people in our society feel. For decades, he writes, we've kidded ourselves that things are getting better. Things, life could be controlled and improved. Writers like Steven Pinker or Yuval Noah Harari listed all the improvements that we were making, decreasing violence, less warfare and reduced levels of poverty globally, as well as people living longer and medicine being available to more people around the world. But at the same time, it's obvious that we're not getting any happier or more fulfilled. Depression, drug abuse, despair, addiction and loneliness are all increasing in Western so-called liberal democracies. We are the most connected generation in history, but perhaps we've never been so lonely. And on top of that, we now have the first global pandemic in over 100 years. We need the message of Easter now more than ever. It was three days since Jesus had been crucified. So many hopes and dreams shattered for his followers as they saw their rabbi lifted on a Roman cross and executed alongside two criminals. Some of the followers of Jesus had given up and gone home. Others hovered, staying, hoping against hope that what they'd witnessed two days before hadn't really happened. Two women, we're told, who'd been there when Jesus was buried, came back to the grave early in the morning. Their intention was to anoint the corpse and to finish the job that they'd been unable to do two nights before. But when they arrived at the tomb, cut into the side of a hill, with a stone rolled across the entrance, something was wrong. As they arrived, there was an earthquake, just as there had been when Jesus died, and an angel of the Lord appeared, rolled back the stone and sat on it. The sentries posted to guard a dead body were so afraid they froze and, ironically, became like dead men themselves. 
And the angel, who'd last been mentioned talking to Joseph, Mary's fiancé, and persuading him to marry Mary, and then warning him to escape to Egypt with his wife and baby son to escape the infanticide of Herod, this angel now announces equally life and death-shattering news. Don't be afraid. You're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He was raised. In the Greek language that the New Testament is written in, it's one word for he was raised, agerthe. And it's one word that changed everything for Jesus and for us. Firstly then, the resurrection changes people. For one of the two women at the tomb that morning, Mary Magdalene, the death of Jesus had meant the end of everything for her. It was the end of that fresh start that she'd felt and been promised, her dream of a better life. All of it was gone. Hope had finished for her with the crucifixion of Jesus, or so she thought. Yet here now, she's the first person named by the resurrected Jesus. She is the one who's entrusted with the news of the resurrection. Just as at the birth of Jesus, when the news was entrusted to unreliable witnesses, shepherds, who weren't allowed to give evidence in a court of law, the news of the resurrection is given to women. Now, women weren't allowed to give evidence in courts of law in Jewish, Roman or Greek courts. Not believing women didn't start with the Me Too movement or the Everyone's Invited website. But God entrusts women with the most important news in human history. And more than that, Jesus makes them sent one or apostles, verse 10. He says to them, go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, there they will see me. Women are made apostles right at the beginning. The resurrection changes people. Secondly, the resurrection changes Jesus. If the church was making the story of the resurrection up, then there would have been more dramatic elements to it. True, the angel is described as being like lightning and his clothes were white as snow, and there is a mega or violent earthquake, but not Jesus. He's still so ordinary that he's mistaken for a gardener. But there is something different about this resurrection body that he has. It can come and go seemingly through doors, appear and disappear, but he's still able to eat fish and invite Thomas to put his hand in his wounds, in his side and in his hands. This is still humanity, but it's humanity transformed, different. Through the resurrection, Jesus has been vindicated. He's been shown to really be the Messiah, God's anointed and chosen one. And as the women fall at the feet of the resurrected Jesus and worship him, Jesus significantly does not rebuke them. He simply accepts their worship. And then thirdly and finally, the resurrection not only changes people, the resurrection not only changes Jesus, the resurrection changes death and life. Jesus is changed by the resurrection. Mary is changed. The other followers of Jesus, their lives are never going to be the same after this. But the implications of the resurrection of Jesus are bigger and more far-reaching. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, God's power is released into the world in a new way. 
That same power that raised Jesus from the dead, we're told elsewhere in the New Testament, is available for us. The power, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, can now live in us who are his followers. That same power that raised Jesus can also raise us. Because Jesus was raised, we can be raised too. The truth of the Christian faith hangs on whether the resurrection happened. The identity of Jesus hangs on whether the resurrection actually happened. The mission of the church hangs on whether the resurrection actually happened. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, everything is different in this life and in the next. We have what the Bible calls in the Greek, elpida. It's the word that's translated rather weakly as hope in English. It means a profound certainty. Not wishful thinking, not blind optimism or even blind faith. But we have, through the resurrection of Jesus, a profound certainty. Easter 2021 is a time when we've never needed this hope more than we need it now. The hope that life and death can be transformed, that suffering can be endured, that pain can be transformed, that death need not be the end, that even hope and faith and life itself can be revived, resurrected and transformed. All because of the resurrection of Jesus. And that one word spoken by the angel to those two women, Agurthe, he was raised. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.